Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Between the Covers. I'm Kelly Wilson. Today, I have the great pleasure in chatting with Greg Mutton. And today, we're going to be chatting all about his book, The Incident at Zyrellen 4. <laughs> and this book is the prequel to The Chronicle of the Twelfth Realm. How are you going today, Greg? Great. How are you, Kelly? I'm really well, thanks. And very, very intrigued about um, your style of writing in this book. Um, I'm an author myself, and it's incredibly different to anything I'd ever embark on. <laughs> Can we start by having a chat about what this book is all about? Okay. It's part of a series. Yes. But I wrote the trilogy and mm-hmm. was always going to write a prequel because what it does, it actually uh, covers the three books of the trilogy with elements that you discover in the trilogy but they, the source comes in the um, the, the prequel, uh, as like most prequels do. Yes, yes. Um, so realistically, um, it's just like all prequels, it fills in certain information yeah. and it has its own story as well. Yeah, yeah. So I could imagine that it would be quite hard to write and not give those things away in your first book. Uh, yes. <laughs> in the short <laughs> answer is yes. Yes. Uh, uh, but it, it's... It, it was it's almost organic the way it happened you know, I always had in my mind yes I'm going to do this and I, as I said I've I wrote it it was one book yes um sent it to an editor and they basically came back and said uh, 1200 pages is too long it's not war and peace <laughs> um so make it into a trilogy so I went away and did that yeah and yeah. by making it into a trilogy I actually took parts out of the original manuscript which I yeah. still have um and they became part of and became the basis for the prequel. That's really, really smart. Um, kind of blows my mind because I, I don't think many writers would work like that. But I love that about all of us writers. We're all unique in our in our um, the way we embark on it. And exactly. I think that's actually awesome for people to hear that that that's the way you went about it. Now I have to talk before we get into more nitty gritty about the genre of this book because my information is that it's sci-fi slash space slash opera adventure. Okay. The space opera is basically that it's a story about people being in space. Uh Science fiction is, I've been a great sci-fi fan since I discovered people like W.E. Johns actually wrote sci-fi when I was a little fella. Yes. Um, Heinlein. Um, Arthur C. Clarke, all those sorts of guys, Philip K. Dick, read them like they were going out of style when I was younger. So I've always loved the genre. Okay. But what I've found lately is it's been hijacked. Um, What do you mean? Well, now um, there's so much apocalyptic and dystopian rubbish that's out there. um, And I I do say rubbish 
we live in dystopian times. Why do you want to write about it? Just watch the news every night. Yes, let's um, let's have some escapism. Yeah. Yes, and also the the the, the no hope. There's there's little yeah. hope in some of those things, and the the fantasy stuff where you've got to have some disturbed teenager who has incredible mental problems or whatever who discovers yes. they've got secret superpowers and yeah, I, I just didn't like. It's My just books, not your thing. Yeah. Well, in a way, it is because uh, if people read the series, they discover that I do have a basis looking at things like metaphysical abilities and psychic abilities that people have, that as a race we have had knocked out of us because of profit-making by people like Big Pharma, um, mm-hmm. scient- scientists. Yes. Now, you can't, if you can't hold it and quantify it, it can't exist. Well, the, my books aren't like that. It's about people. Um, yeah. And that basically that's it. It's about people, ordinary people like you and I, Yep. thrown into extraordinary situations yeah and how they react and how they solve the situations that they're thrown into that's really refreshing I love it thank you thank you now so you're talking about ordinary people like you and I um are your characters based on people that you've met or live with or know <laughs> yes, they, <laughs> or is this a secret <laughs> it, no no it's not actually when the first book came out, yeah, um, yeah. I mentioned it to a couple, well, a couple of mates of mine saw it and they bought them and said, yeah, that's great. I said, do you realise you two guys are in it? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not there. I said, well, there are two ships with uh, engineers on them. Yeah, but they're female. I said, yeah, but they have the same yeah. attitude you guys do. <laughs> the attitude these two guys have, and I've worked with them, being an engineer myself, I've worked with them, they've always amazed me. Nothing is impossible. It just might take a bit of time to solve the problem. Yeah. That's their attitude, and I try yeah. to throw that into the people so yes the characters in my books may not be there's only one that is directly from my life i'm not going to say that is because if anyone reads the book and knows me they'll know who it is (laughs) um the rest are made up of homologation of people that i've known this trait that trait yeah all different things like that Mm. and yeah so far the response has been quite believable people like the characters and they like the story so they're clearly yeah. authentic enough because that's one of our biggest things as a writer. If your characters aren't authentic, um, you're just not going to get that passion behind them. Would you agree that's with right. that? That's right. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. actually. Uh, yeah. And that's why I try and keep them as real. I mean, that's mm. the, the basis of the book is set in Australia. Uh, yes. The books are all set um, around Orange at Lucknow, which is where the main character family has their base. Yes. And, yes, they are very wealthy people and they have um, huge interstellar, uh, a huge interstellar corporation, but they're just real people and, yeah. uh, and yep. they're based on people that I've met. Yeah, perfect. Known, so, so it's relatable but it's also um, escapable when you're reading yes. as a fiction. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, oh, I've, I've, I've had a great time writing them. I bet you have. Now, I just have to jump sideways a little bit because yeah. your life before a writer so, you know, you were in engineering, I believe, and management. Yep. Yes? Yes. Yes. Now, I, that's I, I, very different to, to but you have said you have always been really passionate about sci-fi writing. Yeah, and so, I've always believed I had, actually, when I was forced to retire, yeah. I'd been telling my wife for, for a few years, oh, I've got these stories in my head, one day I might sit yeah. down and write them, blah, 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 as <laughs> a lot of people do. As we do, yes. <laughs> and now all of a sudden now I, I, my uh, raison d'etre for living was sort of 
dragged away from me. I couldn't yeah. do what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there and she said, well, why don't you stop whinging and groaning and moaning and just get down and write what's in your head? So I did. <laughs> I don't know whether she's glad she said that now or not. <laughs> I but, bet um, she is because you're happier, I'm sure. Oh, God, yeah. But you know, I've also got the theory that everyone can write a book and I have discussions yeah. with people that I know. You get to talk to people and you listen to them talk about their life or people they know yeah. or things. There's a book in that. Absolutely. But I, know I couldn't write a book. Of course you can. Oh, I know. So many people say it. But, you know, it's it's um, a discipline really, isn't it? And it's just a, it is, yes. you know, a, a, well, I'm super passionate about it. But, you know, when we're using our creative brains, we're just such happier humans, I think. I think we're so oh, much yeah, more yeah, balanced. Yeah. And, and well, obviously, we feel more, more alive, I think. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you can escape your own narrative and jump into someone else's. Exactly, yes. (laughs) So you're a published author um, now. Um, What was that path to publication like? You know, what what were your... um, Well... Before Hardest. I published my first book, I actually had discussions with Shoreline yeah. um, back then, but we couldn't make, agree on certain things, okay. so yep. not, not going to do it. Um, we've been watching each other for three or four years. Uh, yeah. Finally, we got together, which is great. But Fantastic. it was yep. I had a lot of help. I, I uh, was uh, hopefully still a member of the um, uh, was, uh, <laughs> a writer's group here. I can't remember the name now. Uh, that's great, isn't it? Really bright. No, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I saw you were, and that's really good for information for our listeners, you know, that are yeah. embarking. And, and that's what I found. They were so great. They were yeah. encouraging. And I had um, people that were totally out of the sci-fi area, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. but they were helping me start things and yeah. uh, they were reading my, my what I was writing and saying, yeah, well, no, maybe she did this or maybe she did that. So when you um, uh, join a group, you have to be open enough to yes. allow them to allow them into what you're doing, and uh, they were great. So w- once we did that, uh, we did a course with um, Mark Dawson. Yes, um, fabulous. Yeah, we did his course, um, and that got us into doing our own stuff where we you know, released it through Amazon and all that sort of thing. And in the initial stages, which was pre the COVID scamdemic, we did quite well. Yeah, okay. we had a nice big local launch where we had you no. Know, 50 or 60 people turned up, uh, sold a heap of books, and, you know, we uh, did a lot of advertising through Amazon and sold quite quite a yes. few books. And then, you know, when all mm. this COVID panic hit, yes. Yes, it all um, changed. <laughs> the next, two, next three books I couldn't have a launch for because yes. the books are there and I've already spent the money to have them mm-hmm. published, but I can't launch them. Do. Did yeah, a couple of um, days with um, Harry Hartog uh, mm-hmm. at their stores, and in shopping centres where normally you can't move, mm. I could have walked outside blindly with a machine gun. I wouldn't have well, yeah. chipped tiles, but that's about all. There was just no one there. Nice. And the manager of one said, well, look, now we're actually looking at the possibility of this closing if this doesn't mm. improve. Mm. There's just yeah. no one around. So, But anyhow, we still managed to sell some. We've still managed to keep that going Good on going you and your resilience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're now doing more. Uh, market days and stuff ourselves going off to different things yes yeah we just again that's really good for listeners to hear you know it's it's not an easy journey but um you know i I think it's not an easy journey no it's not the worst part is you have to get over yourself 
Uh, I loved that, that I read about you too. And explain that to our listeners because I agree 100% with you there. Okay. I to, to write something, a story, is you are bearing your soul. No matter what. Correct. You, yep. fact or fiction, you're putting yourself on that piece of paper. <laughs> yes, and you are. <laughs> that's great. So I've got on my piece of paper. I've got my manuscript. That's wonderful. Great. Now I've got to do the biggest thing in my life. I've got to show it to someone else. And that means you're opening yourself to criticism. You're yes. opening yourself to ridicule at yes. times. Yes. And uh, you're also opening yourself to people saying, damn, that's good, mm. but let's try something else. And mm. you've got to be open to all that assistance and help that people yep. will give you. And yep. I've, I've found that anyhow. And I'm yes. trying no, to pass too. that on now. And, and what a blessing that you can pass that on and to other people now because, you know, it is about, thickening your skin for sure but you know we're life learners and what you can learn along the way and improve on is just incredible so, it is I, I agree totally yeah, yeah so that, good comment and good advice out there to our our listeners can I ask you um how so you're retired now mm. but not because you're a full-time author so yep. how often do you write daily daily yeah I try I try to write daily yeah. And yeah. as you know, there are times when you just look at that computer screen and you <laughs> say a few four-letter words and walk out. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I um, but I, I, when I'm writing, uh, I try and do my goal is 3,000 words a day. Yeah. Um, that is my goal. The biggest day I've had was 9,000. Oh, that's massive. That's huge. It started at about 4.30 in the morning. I couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep all night. I had all this rubbish running around in my head. Yeah. And I had so to get it out. I, had to get up and I wrote all day and I was absolutely exhausted at the end of it. The next oh, day yeah. when I went to look at it and look at it, what a lot of rubbish. <laughs> there were some gems in it. Now, yeah. It's probably 70% of it was thrown out. Yeah. But that 30% was really, really yeah. what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that is the reality of it. Um and and the writing process looks different for everyone. Are you a full planner, Greg? Like do you plan no. from start to no, no? No, I'm Look, they say there's plotters and pantsers. Yes, there um, is. <laughs> I believe no one is either. Oh, that's no. not true. But I know one author um, who was in the writers group with me. Um, she's got, I think, three books herself out. Yes. And she plots every single scene on file cards. Wow. Writes them no, down, that's not me. hundred <laughs> of them. And then she writes. I don't. I have an idea of what the story's going to be and where it's going to go. Yes. But it yes. becomes organic. Um, yes, yes, and now I will say I'm going to start here and I'm going to finish there, <laughs> and I end up totally somewhere else because the book just took a life of its own. Yes, um, and that's the way I like to write. So I'm probably more of a pantser than a plotter. Yeah, I would agree, and I am too. And and you know, either way is okay. You can't be someone else in the writing world. You just have to exactly. to yeah. be yourself. And um, I really admire that. Obviously, you're fine with that, and you are. <laughs> um. Tell me about the front cover. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really engaging. Did you well, have? That's, yeah, that, that was done by uh, Shoreline. Yes. And um, it was an interesting process, actually, because mm. I've always, my wife saw, well, I've always had the concept. Yes. Debbie has come up with the images. And we had a graphic artist. Oh, you're a good design. team. <laughs> We're a great team, actually. In the end, <laughs> the graphic artist and Debbie wanted me out of it. Just give us your ideas and go away because you're a nuisance. And they were right. I was a nuisance. Uh, See, this one, it was just, they, they sent me one um, 
And one of the weaknesses, I think, is when the people who are designing the cover haven't actually read the book. Yeah. It was a basis of that was good, but yes. it was on a very watery scene and the Zarellan 4 is a rock, basically. Yes. Um, then they came, then the next day, the, the, the very next day before I even went back to them, I saw it as an advertisement, that exact image as an advertisement for someone else's book. Okay. And we're supposedly paid for exclusivity. Anyhow, they changed it, redesigned it, and I'm just as soon as Brad sent it's, it back, I said, "They've nailed it." That's just yeah, it's famous. fantastic. It, it's so That's capturing um, yeah. and intriguing. I found it um, really intriguing straight away. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I really like that. Good, I really excellent. Great. And I had no input into it, thank heavens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're point. all experts in different areas, aren't we, Greg? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now. One of your reviews I read said um, you're a great writer of our modern times and one who loves his craft, um, a great read in addition to his series. Now, I thought that was a wonderful review because I can feel your passion for your craft as well. Um, you must be happy with that kind of review. Oh, I am, most definitely. It was just um, fabulous to see that. I thought, no, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because... I, I, I look at the stuff. I mean, I have read that book 50 times <laughs> and I'm sick to death of that book. All my books, I get to the same. But I do actually go back and read them again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even the, other, the, the trilogy and the other standalone, yeah. I go back and I'll read it and say, oh, okay, yeah, that's all right. So you've got to keep doing those sorts of things. And yeah, it's I'm, really important. It is. You've got to keep yourself grounded in where you are and what you want to do. Absolutely. It's about um, being real. And speaking of that, what, Greg, and I'm eager to hear, is next yeah. for you because I know you like to have lots of projects going at one time. So yep. what can the world I've, expect next? <laughs> I've got three manuscripts ready uh, to go. Already. There you go. <laughs> I'm working on the fifth book in the series and oh. the sixth book in the series all, all at the same time. Um, I've got another five projects that are in various stages from ideas through to you know, 50,000 words. Um, My and goodness. I, I, I think it was Isaac Asimov who, who said many years ago, um, he always had three, four, five books on the go at one time mm. because he said, you will get I bored with that. it. You will get to a stage where you just can't think of anything more to write, no. just go on to something else. No. And I found that to be the best panacea for, oh, what do I do? That thing's just flashing on the screen there and I've got nothing yeah. in my head. Yeah. I, I actually found that a really nice freedom because sometimes it's so easy to judge and say, oh, that author wouldn't do that. They'd know exactly what to come next. And to mm. get up and walk away and start something else is really therapy in itself. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very therapeutic, very yeah. therapeutic. yeah. Another great word of wisdom from you, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> well, actually, it's from Isaac, not me. <laughs> I know, but to me, when I read that, I I went, oh, phew. <laughs> some days are awesome and others, as a writer, yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's, a lonely, it's a lonely profession. Let's face it. it. You, know, you, you are basically on your own. I mean, except for our cats, right, Greg? Except for oh, <laughs> I have a sign on my door. Um, I don't know whether people want to hear this or not. It started off, my cats are wonderful, and they just decide we want to see you, so they come in and guess where they sit? On your computer On the keyboard. Of course they do. On the keyboard. That's their spot. So closing the door worked. But there are two other two-legged creatures in this house, 
And even with the door closed, they would just walk in and start talking. And I'm like, oh, yeah. No, please, no. So I put <laughs> a nice sign up, said, writing in progress, go away. That worked for one of them. The other one, she who must be obeyed, um, it didn't work. I'd hear a start. You know, you hear a start talking. Now, probably just my, my um, office is actually goes onto our family room. You'd hear a start. But you could hear it coming, coming, coming. The door had opened. So it now has a much stronger uh, instruction. Writing in progress, but the word starts with P and off. <laughs> it seems to, be, seems to have worked. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, I either get that or text messages from my kids. Where are you? Well, they know I'm <laughs> in my studio writing because they're inside. <laughs> When's dinner? <laughs> when I come out. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. I agree with you. <laughs> Well, Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. It's been lovely chatting with you. I'm sure listeners will have got heaps of wisdom and and, and some good vibes off you today. Listeners, I encourage you to get out there and um, grab yourself a soon-to-be-released copy of Zyralin 4, which is the prequel to the Chronicle of the Twelfth Realm. It will soon be available online and in all good bookstores and in libraries, of course, right around Australia. Excellent. Greg, a huge congratulations for you. Um, keep, you. Keep spreading the love of writing because you're obviously really great at what you do. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been and a I pleasure. I really appreciate your time today. We all do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care, Greg. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.